Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark here today with Max O'Brien, and it is day 819 since we came back on the air. What's the news, Max? Well, it's nothing that will really affect the larger population, assuming there is still a larger population listening. Traffic is still really low out there, and honestly, it's more of an inconvenience than anything really catastrophic, especially after what we've all been through recently. Spit it out, Max. Well, a tree fell across the path of our favorite way to get to the Marine Science Building. A big one. And yes, there are lots of ways around it, over, around, probably not under or through. But it's still a pain in the neck. Well, that's true. As you said, it doesn't affect the larger local population. It doesn't even really affect us that much since we're not going over there as often. The campus is one of the few places that still has a noticeable zombie population. Just as with the living people, the zombies are still recovering from Medusa's recent pass-through and haven't gotten back to their usual patterns yet. Although this could be because we've got all new zombies out there, and there's no telling what their usual patterns will become. You almost sounded eager about that. Hey, it's a rough time, but for someone whose main purpose recently apart from surviving and helping people individually has been the observation of zombie behavior and trying to use that knowledge to make zombies more predictable, it is kind of exciting. Well, you know what I would find exciting right now? What? A chainsaw for that tree. That would be exciting. And noisy. And probably attract every zombie for miles around or something like that. Who cares? I'd have a chainsaw. You and I both know that chainsaws are probably the worst weapon against zombies. Yeah, but still. It makes me think about life before the apocalypse. You carried a chainsaw around before the apocalypse? No, more like the opposite. I hated them. Chainsaws, lawnmowers, leaf blowers, dirt bikes, kids racing around the neighborhood on their ATVs. You know how I feel about sound. Well, all of those things produced sound pollution. People used to talk about how quiet electric cars were, like that was a bad thing. I wanted as much silence as possible so I could hear the natural sounds. Animals foraging, wind rustling the leaves in the trees, water in streams and creeks. Those were the sounds I craved. Whenever anybody nearby would fire up a chainsaw or use a circular saw or whatever, I cringed inside. Now, though, (laughs) I think that sound would be a breath of fresh air. Oh, well, that's not surprising. People have always wanted what there wasn't enough of. Well, I know that. I mean, there's not enough food, and I want more of it. That's just nature. Oh, but it goes far beyond that. That attitude gets into the societal makeup and influences trends. For example, the art from the 16th century, particularly the work of Peter Paul Rubens, depicted women as being ample-bodied and full-figured because that's what was considered attractive at the time. Greek sculpture is similar, and the reason why is because it indicated that those women had plenty of resources to be able to maintain that look. Conversely, in modern times, at least before the zombies rose up, being thin was looked upon as more attractive because it meant you were rich enough to be able to afford good food, healthy food, and could have time to exercise and maintain that aesthetic. In both cases, the less common situation was more desirable. That's interesting. So what's considered attractive now? I would imagine looking like you have enough to eat and lack of bite marks. But none of that matters. The thing to take away from an observation like that is that physical appearance isn't the end-all be-all. 
that having something that's scarce doesn't automatically make anyone virtuous. Remember a minute ago when I said the chainsaw would attract every zombie around? What if you used a hatchet or an axe on the fallen tree? Those don't rely on gasoline or electricity, which are both very scarce right now, but would still get the job done. Yeah, a lot slower. But with the added benefit of not being as loud and actually being effective weapons if zombies do show up. Sometimes the right tool for the job isn't the one you expected. Oh, yeah? Well, how about this? What I really want is a world where chainsaws are readily available and safe to use without attracting zombies. We all want that. But that's not the world we're living in right now. So your choice is, do you want to wait for that world or do you want to get rid of the tree? Because speed is relative, Max. Ask any tortoise or hare. I happen to know where there's an axe you could use if you're interested. Okay, okay, point taken. So anyway, listeners, I guess I know what I'm doing this afternoon. I'll go with you. The axe will still make noise and could attract zombies. Oh, thanks for the help, Dr. Clark. Two people make it go faster. Yeah, I'll be the lookout while you chop. Gee, thanks. Anytime. And now it's time to wrap this up and get to work. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark and Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.